Shaking Guys, episode four of the League of Very Ordinary Gentlemen podcast. Fred's here. I'm here. I'm here. Norm's here. So let's get going. Neither of us really wants to be here for this one. We've decided <laughs> this may very well be the worst pod that we ever do. This is very true. This is the post-NFL draft episode. Neither Fred or I are excited about many of the guys. Draft sucked this year. <laughs> sucked. Uh, and by sucked, we mean that a lot of the players that we talked about or were excited about either landed in really crappy spots or fell down the draft to where their draft capital means that the teams aren't as invested as we would like. And then a few guys that did get drafted took spots of guys that we have on our teams that we're really not happy about. Yeah. We'll yeah. get into that later. If the kids are here, I'll give you, are listening with you guys, I'll give you guys the earmuffs warning like I did last time. Business, co-owners, please, anybody, your brother-in-law, father, your son, if they're old enough to understand and like fantasy football, just in case we lose a guy, let's have a backup list, guys. Again, they can do as little or as much as you want on the team. Let's just try and get a couple names. And don't leave the ladies out. It could be your grandma or your aunt. They're in also. They're acceptable. We like women. They're okay. Absolutely. It would be interesting to get a woman in this dynasty league. We might need to change the name of the league, though, huh? No, no. They're going to know when they get in. We're not changing the name of the league. Other business in 20 days, now in less than 20 days as we speak. Our rookie draft starts May 28th, the Friday night, 8 o'clock. Unless he trades the pick, Corey is on the clock. Woo-woo! Hopefully, I've noticed a little bit more chatter in our app chat. Guys are, seem to be keeping up a little bit more. Hopefully, our draft gets things kicked in and we can be a cohesive unit moving forward in terms of making, accepting trades, making counter offers, and just busting each other's balls. So, time to light the fire. It's coming. Absolutely. What Fred and I are going to do is just go through picks, through the rounds. If we have something to say about them, whether we like the spot, don't like the spot, thought it was an interesting pick, thought they were overdrafted, underdrafted, things like that. If it's expected, pretty much like the 101, we're not going to say too much. Speaking of that, the 101, Trevor Lawrence, quarterback from Clemson, went to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Never heard of him. Complete shock with this one. Wouldn't have expected it one bit. Guy's got all the potential to be a stud. The only concern is Urban Meyer really an NFL head coach? And jury's out on that, and I don't think Norm is any more convinced that I am that he's going to be any good. No, I'm, I'm right there with you. I have a feeling that we are seeing uh, Adam Gase Jr. in terms of uh, a head coach. I'm saying it here, since this is going to be published, that Urban Meyer is not going to be an NFL head coach by the 2024 season, if he makes it that far. Woo! Bold statements from Norm Davis. You heard it here first. So, I, I, if he proves me wrong, I will say that as well. I don't mind saying that I'm wrong. I'm wrong way too often. Really often. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's a bad thing. I really have to start improving things. I, I just don't see with the picks that he made and with some of the personnel moves that he's made so far that he knows what the hell he's talking about in terms of the professional game. So, let's move on to... The second pick, Zach Wilson, 
So nobody knows what Zach Wilson's going to be as a pro. We have no idea. He's going to the Jets, which seems to be kind of a curse, sort of, because the Jets haven't had good players at any position in seemingly 20 years. So hopefully he can turn around the franchise. It's just a matter of whether he does or not. So it's going to be a little bit of a waiting game. But hey, he's going to be starting week one because I don't even know. Do they have a backup quarterback? I can't think of who the backup quarterback for the Jets would be. I am now the backup quarterback for the New York Jets. There you heard you it go. here first. Fred yes. Levy, backup quarterback. <laughs> so they better hope Zach Wilson's the real deal. Yeah, I hope this regime in New York for the Jets is able to do something, only because football is more fun, especially in this area, when New York City has a team of relevance, and they haven't had one in a few seasons between the Giants and the Jets. So let's hope that Wilson does and that coaching staff does do something as well. Where I thought the draft got really interesting was with the third pick, San Francisco picking quarterback Trey Lance. And here's some relevance for you. So this guy has all the potential to be like the next stud quarterback. He's got the running, he's got the arm, he's big, he's tough, he's supposedly wicked smart, great surrounding cast, good defense, lots of playmakers, doesn't seem like he needs to do a whole ton. So everything's laid out there for him, and San Francisco's basically riding the next couple of years on whether he's good or not. If he sucks, they're all going to get fired and be done, but it's kind of exciting to see the potential that he's got for sure. Yeah, there's been talk that Trey Lance, I think we said it on the last uh, episode, a lot of people think he has the potential to be the best quarterback taken in this draft class. It just depends on what happens, and I think San Francisco is a decent spot to end up. He could have have the starting job I think by the end of this season yeah, depending on how things sooner, right? yeah depending on how things go with Garoppolo yeah we were just talking about Shanahan right before we started this episode and how he's writing his name his reputation is maybe a little bit more than than what he's earned to this point. Right, because he's been there for four <laughs> seasons now and in three of them he has gotten no more than six wins. That shouldn't, I should say, get you the respect that you've gotten. But when that other season that you coached, you got to a Super Bowl, you've got a couple of seasons after that to at least try and show that that wasn't a fluke. Fourth pick. I like this one. Everybody likes this. I like this one a lot. Tight end. Kyle Pitts went to Atlanta. I love this spot for him. It gives them a cohesive transition once Julio either retires or is traded. And then they've got Ridley and Pitts. And if they want to throw anybody on the other side, it's going to be fantastic. Pitts has the potential to be a top two, top three tight end from what everybody is saying. Uh, And Atlanta likes to throw the ball. They don't have a whole lot of weapons in the backfield, so they probably will have to. Giddy up. And their defense is going to suck. So they're going to throw it. Matt Ryan's going to throw like 900 times. Like the sky's the limit for this guy. The The only reservation I have is that tight ends don't usually produce year one in football period i guess it's a they say it's a tough position to learn because you got to learn blocking you got to learn everything about it so that's my only reservation but that's a pretty small reservation because from what everybody says this guy is the real deal no reason to think that he's not gonna gonna be a stud yeah and i think if they have a tight end stay into block it's gonna be hearst Mm. and they're just gonna split this guy out i forgot that he's on their team yeah good point so did they i think that's why (laughs) that's why they picked pitts fifth pick went to the bengals jamar chase wide receiver from lsu the first wide receiver taken in this draft do i like chase love him 
think he could be the top pick, to be honest, depending on what team is picking. Do I think the Bengals did a good job? No, I don't. But again, I don't work in the NFL, so thoughts on Jamar Chase? Yeah, it's a good question. The question is, is Burrow going to be upright enough to be able to throw him the ball, or was it would it have been smarter to take uh, the offensive tackle Sewell here so that he could actually see his receivers? I don't know. I had heard some talk about the fact that a, a stud wide receiver is actually more valuable in, in the real NFL than an offensive tackle. Uh, I don't know if that's actually true, but it certainly makes it interesting. Good landing spot. They threw the ball a lot last year with Burrow. They're probably going to throw it a lot again. It's just they got some other other guys on that team that are going to take some uh, some touches too. So we'll see how that whole thing fits in and we'll see maybe a little hit to uh to t higgins you know dynasty value having a stud receiver across the way from him yeah i see this as not that i'm comparing burrows to bridgewater but i see this as uh, the carolina situation of last year they have three legit targets in cincinnati they've got chase they've got boyd they've got higgins burrow is only going to throw the ball so many times and with those three guys out there i hope he's a whoever's open guy It could end up that he's an LSU guy and decides that Chase is going to be his first, second, and third reads on every play. I'm guessing that he had something to do with them taking him. Mm. The only thing about that, too, when you think about it from a target perspective, is that besides those three guys and a little bit of play for Mixon, there's nobody else to throw the ball that they, they have to worry about throwing the ball to. They don't have a legitimate tight end to speak of. I don't know who their number four wide receiver is. Auden Tate still, maybe? I think so. So then you're taking, what, 500 passes for the year that's going to get split through three wide receivers? There's maybe enough meat to go around for all of them. I'm not convinced. And I'm also not convinced that Burrow is going to be back for week one. That's true. That there's, could be a problem. There's, he wasn't just an ACL. He was an ACL. He was a PCL. He had MCL damage and he tore his meniscus. Yeah, from what I heard of, though, they that cigar that he smoked in that famous picture of him after the, the thing, they actually put that in his knee, so that should help me heal oh. up pretty well. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Good. Yeah, I like that. Number six. The sixth pick went to Miami, and they picked wide receiver from Alabama, Jalen Waddell. I uh, I don't know what to make of this one. I don't. I, it seemed like Chase was the clear cut number one top receiver in this draft, and then depending on who you ask, there are like three or four guys that could have been the second wide receiver off the board. Is this similar to the the Chase and Burrow thing that Tua maybe had a little say in this and liked Waddle and wanted him, or does he just fit the offense better? I I don't know who Jalen Waddle is so much because I only heard of him in the past year and he was hurt most of this year and that's it. Supposed to be great. In the first four games of last season, actually outproduced Devontae Smith, who we'll talk about later. Waddle has comparisons to Tyree Hill. I don't know if Miami thinks that, but taking him at six, there's a good chance that they are one of the teams that thinks that. Again, a lot of mouths to feed over there. Parker is still there, and they signed Will Fuller in the offseason as well. He has to sit out the first game because of the suspension, but after that... And they got Kasicki. He's going to take some targets. I think what Miami did is they said, listen, Tua, you're our guy. We're going to give you as many weapons as we can give you. If you can't do it with these guys, then you can't do it. Uh, So I think this is the year where Tua either, either shows it or 
he's in trouble. Well, uh, uh, in trouble is a strong, strong. In, yeah, in trouble is strong. You know, you had a rookie season where you're coming off an injury. You didn't have a preseason. You didn't have a training camp. I, I was, I'm willing to give him a flyer on that, especially yeah, yeah, since yeah. he's on my dynasty team. <laughs> but what I do find interesting is you had in the last three picks. Four and six, two of those teams, uh, the Falcons and the Dolphins, who have questionable depth at running back, decided to go with high-profile receivers instead of anything else. Is that a be- yeah. beginning of the end for the running backs in the NFL? Yeah, but too early to take. Like, nobody's taking running backs that early unless they're like I'm, I'm, Saquon. Yeah, guys, I'm not right? saying just for the... Yeah, unless it's a, a generational talent like Saquon, but I'm not saying necessarily for the draft. I'm just saying for the NFL as a whole, is all of a sudden... Do running backs not mean running backs don't what matter. they used to? You should trade all your running backs to me. That's the that's what Norm's trying to say. I like it. Next offensive pick, we just mentioned his name. With the 10th pick, the Philadelphia Eagles picked uh, Devonta Smith, a wide receiver again from Alabama. Heisman Trophy winner. Stayed in for four years. Some people think that's a big deal. Other people don't care because of his talent. Yeah, I just put up crazy numbers that it's hard to ignore those numbers even though it's it's his senior year, hard to shy. Like I, I don't even remember. You remember what the numbers were? They're like ridiculous. I, I don't, but he, no, I do know that he was the first wide receiver to win the Heisman in a number yeah. of years. Yeah. So he broke either it was either running backs or quarterbacks for the longest time. I want to say he was like eighteen hundred yards and twenty two uh, touchdowns yeah, or something. It, it was something absolutely freaky. Yeah. So I got I got two concerns with him. One is his size, and history has shown that this the guys that at his size receiver are not good. They don't pan out very well. It's just the percentages. And then my other concern is that Philadelphia seems to be a place where wide receivers go and do not perform as well as they're supposed to. And why would you say that? <clears throat> no, no, no. It's not just Rager, but like guys <laughs> like uh, like Macklin. Guys, the what's the guy from two years ago? Their second round pick two years ago has done absolutely oh, Whiteside. Yeah, right? yes. done absolutely nothing for a second round pick. True, and it goes back further than I, I had heard something once that there there are a bunch of like first and second round picks that didn't. I mean Nelson Nelson Aguilar. Granted, he's p- playing pretty well right now, but he was highly drafted by them too. Philly seems like a tough place for wide receivers. Going just going by history. You also have the quarterback issue, well, potential issue. We don't know right. how he's going to perform. It's true. So he's New only- coaching staff. There's a bunch yeah. of variables there. That And who knows? Maybe this guy's going to, because of all that stuff, he's going to be the A, number one guy because he's the best guy to throw to on that team, and he might end up having 200 targets and go nuts. That is, that's possible, too. We'll see. Um, the name that I heard him compared to a lot because of his draft capital was Marvin Harrison. Yeah. Marvin Harrison was about the same size, same size as yeah. Devonta Smith, and he had what I think was pretty close to a, a Hall of Fame career. Yeah. So, yeah. Is he in the Hall of Fame? I would have to check. Is he not because he shot somebody? Wasn't there like something that he shot somebody or was involved with somebody getting shot? If you can't tell by my face, I have no <laughs> idea what you're talking about. <laughs> we'll look into this for you guys. Yeah, breaking news from 15 years ago. 11th pick. The Chicago Bears traded up. Mm. For Justin Fields. Nice. I think this was probably the best pick in the first round. Whether the Bears can do anything with it, because that franchise seems to be hell-bent on screwing things up, 
especially with their quarterbacks. Yeah, is another story. But the fact that Fields dropped to 11, there are so many other franchises that should have picked him, at least in my estimation. And again, I could be dead wrong. He could be a dud and be out of the league in two or three years. I don't think that will happen, but he has some decent weapons in Chicago. Got, I like it. Yeah, they got a pretty good team around them. I mean, they still got a good defense. They've got some receivers. Their offensive line's not bad. They drafted a, an offensive tackle super high in this draft, too. I mean, he's he's got it set up for him to succeed. He's only got to beat out Andy Dalton, which, again, I can do. I think I'm the third-string quarterback on the Bears right now. So I think As I'm well pretty, as being the backup in New York. Yeah, That's I'm busy. Impressive. I'm a busy guy. When you have an arm, arm talent like I do, you get you get thrown around a little bit. Pick 15, another quarterback. The Patriots pick Mac Jones. Mac. I don't know what to, to... I even have talked to Patriots fans. You guys might recall that I'm not a Patriots fan. So I was just mad that they got a quarterback that they might want to begin with. But even Patriots fans don't seem to be sold on this guy and not sure what uh, what he's going to turn into. I have no idea. I've seen pictures of him on like Twitter without his shirt on and the guy looks like me, my dad. <laughs> it's <laughs> exactly. crazy. But he can throw the ball. He threw for like 12 trillion yards last year. So right. we'll see. With fantastic weapons, which I don't know that he had, will That's, have in uh, New England. Valid. But what I do see his style as is very much like Tom Brady. Tom yeah. Brady only left the pocket when he had 12 yards, 15 yards in front of him. And he um, gained three of those yards. Yes, before, before everybody ran him, either ran him down or closed the distance. <laughs> If and when Mac Jones takes the job, I see Belichick pulling out the Brady playbook and using that. Valid, yep. It's just just a matter of this guy probably isn't going to be Tom Brady because nobody else is, and do they have weapons to do it? I don't know. They got some guys. We'll uh, we'll see. Certainly not the worst uh, worst landing spot for him for sure. No, but I'm, I'm glad he didn't go to San Francisco. I feel like that just would have been such a waste of them to to move up. So I'm happier they fell down. Absolutely. I think everything that they did leading up to that was gamesmanship. Yeah, for sure. I, do. I don't for know sure. that they had any interest and in I don't even know that they had to do, like it was passive on their part. Like I feel like everybody said, just assumed Mac Jones was going there because something got out that he was going to. I don't think well, San Francisco no, ever they, said anything. We talked about it last time. He and it was Fields, I think, had pro days on the same day. Oh, yeah, yeah. And right, right. both Shanahan and the GM went to Jones pro day, not Fields, right. who everybody thought was the better prospect. Mm. I think that's where that all started. Set it off. As a dynasty quarterback, I don't, Belichick's got a good track record. I know Belichick's track record is basically only Tom Brady, but that's not a yeah. bad track record yeah. to have. Just no rushing though, you know, so that yeah. it seems like most of the top 10 quarterbacks now have the the legs to go along with the arm, so Right, the evolution of the NFL quarterback. 20th pick. We're down to the 20th pick. I think this was the first big reach in the draft. The New York Giants selected wide receiver Kadarius Toney. If anybody's going to reach, Gettleman's going to be the guy to do it, right? He just doesn't seem like he's a good GM. But I give him credit this year for at least trading down to not reach too, too far. I don't know what to, to make of this guy. He's another guy that didn't have, it doesn't seem a lot of playing time or a lot of production until this past year. And even this year, his production wasn't through the roof high, but the NFL scouts love him. They all talk about him as a, you know, multiple tool, can do a little bit of everything, line up in the slot, line up outside, line up in the backfield. Seems like he can do a little bit of everything. So um, I'm curious and interested. I don't really love that landing spot because I think if you're looking for 
somebody to to make use of a guy like that who's got multiple talents. Jason Garrett's low down on my list of guys that I want to have that that talent. Yeah, I agree. I thought there were much better wide receivers still on the board. I don't know many people that thought Tony was a first-round talent. The Giants could do it. The last reach they had was Daniel Jones, and yeah, I'll just leave that there. 24th pick. Fred, you want to introduce this one? 24th pick to the soon-to-be world champion Pittsburgh Steelers, Najee Harris. I don't know what to do with the... I like the player. I think he's going to be real good. I think the Steelers needed to beef up their offensive line, so I'm a little annoyed that they didn't do that with their first pick. But from a fantasy perspective, the guy is going to get a lot of touches. He's the clear number one in that backfield. Mike Tomlin likes to hand the ball off to one guy if he's got a good player. That's why Le'Veon Bell was so good. That's why James Conner was so good. That's why Willie Parker was so good. I can keep going with different Steelers running backs that were really good under Mike Tomlin. The guy's going to get a ton of work. He also supposedly can catch the ball out of the backfield, and since Ben can't really throw it more than 10 yards down the field right now, that's going to work to his advantage too. He's a good fit for the Steelers, just a matter of whether the offensive line's going to be able to block for him, but I think he's going to put up numbers. There's no no way around that. I, just from a touch perspective, he's got a good chance to have like 300 touches this year, I think. Yeah, I agree. First on the Harris front, number one running back, consensus ended up in a great spot in Pittsburgh because Mike Tomlin loves a workhorse back. So you know Najee wins the job. He's going to be seeing a vast majority of the touches. I think Ben can throw it further than 10 yards. I don't think he had time to throw it more than 10 yards because he always had somebody in his face before the wide receiver actually got past that point he might throw it 15 but yeah he's breaking down and he's not the quarterback definitely not the quarterback that he used to be one more super bowl one more it's all we're looking for the 25th pick to the Jacksonville Jaguars. This was Norm's favorite pick of the draft right Who here. had all of these other holes. I mean, you figure they had the first pick in the draft for a reason. You have holes on offense. You have holes on defense. One of the bright spots on your team last year was an undrafted free agent running back who set the world on fire behind a crappy offensive line and questionable quarterback play yet still ended up i think a top six running back last year i think so so with your new regime hey just in case you guys didn't know james robinson happens to be on norm's fantasy team just yeah. just so you know in case you didn't realize that pick up uh, yeah because i don't think i've said any names so far <laughs> Yeah, Travis Etienne, running back from Clemson, went to Jacksonville with the 25th pick. Even though your offensive line stinks and you're not going to be able to protect your newly found messiah in Trevor Lawrence, and your defense is going to give up about 45 points a game because of the holes on the other side of the ball, but let's get another skill player. If you didn't understand where I'm going with this, it was a shitty pick by Jacksonville, and it was a possibly bad landing spot for Etienne if they end up being a committee between him and Robinson. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I don't know what to make of this pick. You know, from a from a 
NFL perspective, it's just dumb. You know, we know that using high draft capital on a running back is just not that smart, which also doesn't make the Steelers pick any smarter than the Jags pick. But especially the difference is that the Steelers had nobody. Their depth chart, you know, was Benny Snell and a bunch of crap beyond him. Whereas the Jaguars had a guy who I think was a pro bowler last year, you know, and, yes. and, and cost them nothing, right? It cost them nothing for the next three or four years of his rookie contract. Why you draft a guy in the first round to replace that just doesn't make sense. Again, part of the reason that I think both of us are a little less than sold on Urban Meyer being uh, being the real deal. Next up, with the 27th pick in the first round, the Ravens took Rashad Bateman, wide receiver in Minnesota. This got of sucked, in my opinion, for two reasons. First of all, because as a Steelers fan, I hate the Ravens, so I don't want them to get good players, but that happens sometimes. But from a fantasy perspective, Bateman was the, I thought he was, he was my like number two wide receiver coming in because he is the kind of prototypical X receiver. He's big, he's quick, he plays the outside, he's not one of the slot guys. He looked like he was going to be good, and this is a not great landing spot. You know, we, we, we're still waiting to see Lamar Jackson throw the ball well. They don't throw the ball enough. This is not where I wanted this guy to go, so I'm a, I'm a little disappointed in that one for sure. Yeah, I agree. Do I blame Baltimore for taking him? Not at all. Uh, I thought he would go earlier than 27. Do I like the spot? No, because like Fred, I had him high in my rankings too. And when you have such a small pie like the Baltimore passing game is, you need a gigantic chunk of it in order to make a difference. And I'm just not sure that it's going to be there. I'm not sure that Bateman is going to get enough of that to be as fantasy relevant as we want him to be. Baltimore's a run-first team. They've got Marquise Brown on the other side. And you've got Jackson in the backfield who loves to run. Stupid Ravens screwing things up for everybody again. That's all they do all the time. That's why we all hate them. You guys can just jump on the the Raven-hating bandwagon anytime you want to. First pick in the second round. The first offensive pick is the number two pick, Elijah Moore, wide receiver out of Mississippi that went to the New York Jets. Your thoughts? I like it if Wilson can turn into something. They have decent weapons there already. Uh, They've got Crowder in the slot. They've got Mims on the outside, who I still think can be something. Again, we're talking about the Adam Gase effect. Uh, We're going to be talking about that for probably another season or two, especially if some of these guys break out, whether with the Jets or with other teams like Sam Darnold right now. I don't think it's a bad pick. I know the Jets have a lot of other holes, but wide receiver was kind of a spot of need. I know Crowder is a good wide receiver, but he's also an older wide receiver. I'm pretty sure Crowder's toast. I uh, I remember hearing something that he's due like $10 million this year. So I'm pretty sure that they are going to save $10 million on their cap and they're going to cut him at, at some point. That's my guess. I like this guy, Elijah Moore. I don't know a ton about him because I'm not that... Uh, that's smart with all of these rookie guys, but a lot of people were pretty high on him. I think he can play the outside and play the slot. He can do a little bit of everything. And the only reason I'm disappointed is I really thought uh, and had seen him mocked going to Green Bay in the first round a couple times, and I just would have I just thought that would have been such a sweet landing spot for him to be the number two guy there for Aaron Rodgers, maybe Aaron Rodgers to throw to. So that's the only reason I'm disappointed about that. But is what it is. I think it'll be good for the Jets. I think uh, you know they got a bunch of weapons. They did 
you know the same thing they surrounded their new quarterback with a bunch of weapons to see what he can do so hopefully this guy pans out too Next up was the number three pick in the second round, and that was Javante Williams, running back from North Carolina, going to the Denver Broncos after they traded up seemingly probably to hop in front of the Dolphins to get this guy, I would guess. That makes sense to me. I also don't hate the spot. Denver likes the two-back system, it seems. Uh, Before the past two years, they've done Gordon with Lindsey. Both guys were fantasy-relevant. Again, not as much as you'd hope. But the thing is, Gordon is only signed on for one more year. So I don't see him coming back to Denver after this year. And I see Williams after this season, if he doesn't just steal the job completely from him this season. Uh, Next season... Going forward, I see him being a very relevant fantasy running back. Yeah, I agree completely. I I think this year is going to start as a Gordon majority, then by the middle of the year, going to be pretty equal. And I think towards the end of the year that Williams is going to kind of have this job. And next year, there's no way they're going to pay Gordon to bring him back and re-sign him. I don't see it happening at all. So I think it's Javante Williams' show starting next year. Since we're in a, a dynasty perspective, you know, even if this guy doesn't produce number one running back stuff for you this year, next year he's got a good chance to do. It. They got a lot of weapons in that offense as long as they can find a quarterback that can throw the ball, which jury's still out. We'll see about that, but pretty good spot for, for this guy to be in for sure. Next up, we're going to skip down a little bit. We're going to the 17th pick in the second round is the next fantasy relevant player. We got wide receiver Rondell Moore out of Purdue. Yeah, he went to Arizona, and again, I like this pick. They're definitely a pass first team down there with Kyler throwing the ball around. And they need a replacement for Larry Fitzgerald. I think he retired. Not yet. Not yet. He hasn't announced it yet. He should. I agree. Uh, I, I think that is what they were doing with this pick. If it's not this year, it's definitely next year in terms of getting that third wide receiver out there. They've got Nuka on one side. They've got... Kirk in there as well, who hasn't turned out to be what everybody thought he was, but he's still a serviceable wide receiver. Rondale Moore could step in and be the second best wide receiver on that team, depending on what he and Kirk do. If not, he's going to be a very good... Is he the slot guy or is it Elijah? No, Rondale's Rondale's the slot guy. Yeah. Yeah. I think in that offense specifically, he could be a viable fantasy option. Yeah, I think it's a good spot for him, too. I, I think that they kind of have lost faith in Kirk and Isabella, for sure. Like, Kirk just, oh, yeah. Kirk has had a couple of years to produce and just hasn't. He's had, you know, a couple nice games here and there, but just not consistent. Uh, and Isabella's done next to nothing. So I think this guy kind of walks into potentially that number two spot. It's just the, the only issue with him is he is a slot guy. So it's kind of capping his ceiling a little bit from a touchdown perspective. He's probably not catching a lot of touchdowns. But from what I see, this guy's like quick, fast, takes the ball, and can do just about everything with it. They seem to like small guys besides Nuke. Like every, everybody else on their team is under 5'8". I think it's a rule by law. So I think he fits the... Including Kyler. It's in, yep, including Kyler. <laughs> uh, so I think he fits in just fine. All right, next guy to talk about, pick 23 to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pat Fryermuth, tight end, Penn State. Uh, I'll go first on this one because he's one of my dudes. The only tight end that the Steelers really have left on their roster is Ebron. He's only signed through this 
year. And let's face it, Ebron sucks. He's been potential for like the the entire seven, eight years of his career. The guy drops the ball a lot. He's big. He looks like your prototypical stretch the field tight end, but he just can't catch the ball. He's just not reliable. He gets hurt a little bit too much. So Fryerman is not taking the, the number one tight end spot this year, but I don't think there's any way the Steelers re-sign Ebron next year. I'm pretty sure his contract's up after this year. So he's starting tight end on a good team that passes the ball a fair amount. You know, the only question for him is who's going to be the quarterback going forward. This year, I can see him putting up decent stats, but future years, there's some potential as long as the Steelers have a a new quarterback in mind. The one good thing about this guy, too, is that he blocks, so he's going to be on the field. Theoretically, right from day one, he'll be out there, uh, so that'll get him some experience. The Steelers had the need at tight end. I think they had bigger needs. So while I don't mind the landing spot for Fryermuth, I really question the pick for the Steelers. Don't ever question the Steelers, Norm. Don't ever question. Okay. Moving on. (laughs) Next pick, number 24, Seattle Seahawks took wide receiver Dwayne Eskridge from Western Michigan. Total and complete wild card. The only reason I am mildly interested in Eskridge is... Had I heard his name before the draft, yes. As what I said, complete and utter wild card. Had the tools, but played at a small school. He played in Western Michigan. The reason I'm interested, to get back to my original thought, is because of the team that took them. Seattle took DK Metcalf at the back of the second round. Seattle took Tyler Lockett in the third round a number of years ago. What, four? Four or five? Sounds good. Somewhere in there. He just signed a new contract, so probably four. That's a pretty good track record for me of being able to pick day two wide receivers and have them be very meaningful. Now, those two guys are there. So again, what market share is Eskridge going to get? But if one of these guys gets hurt, if one of these guys walks, if one of these guys gets traded, they put the draft capital in Eskridge. He could be something. Yeah, I mean, I think he starts off as the number three, right? Like, do you know who their third wide receiver is before him? More? No, he's or is gone. He gone. Yep. Yeah. I so that's nothing. the point is I don't even know that I they have a, a third. So this guy does. He walks into, you know, theoretically a starting spot, right? If you're the number three on a team, you're probably out in the field. But Seattle still run first. The, you know, let Russ cook thing is apparently never going to happen in, in spades because Pete Carroll likes to run the ball too much. So the number three on a run first team probably isn't as valuable. So I'm not sure that I'm too excited about this guy. I also don't really know him at all. I I didn't hear him being talked up by a lot of guys, you know, pre-draft. So to me, it seems like one of those either Seattle knows more than everybody else, which is certainly a possibility, or maybe this guy was a little bit of a a stretch or a reach. So we'll see. Jury's out for me on him. Uh, Right after him, number 25, Tutu Atwell, wide receiver out of Louisville, goes to the Los Angeles Rams. Makes almost no sense. You couldn't have said it better. I just don't know how to start breaking this down. I don't like the pick. Tutu Atwell is about the size of my... uh, Yeah, he's about Fred's size. size. And I'm a good quarterback, but wide receiver-wise, no way. Yeah, Fred's lost a step, so (laughs) he he can't do the whole dual position thing anymore. This guy seemed more coming into the draft as a gadget player or as a return guy with his speed, with his quickness because of his size. The fact that they made him a second round pick it just baffles me. Yeah, I don't get it at all. I mean, the, the guy literally is is my size. He was he measured out at 5'7", 149 pounds. 
I weigh more than him. I'm clearly not as fast as him. But I don't understand. Like, I could not play. If I took one hit from a linebacker, I would be dead. I feel like this guy's in the, the same boat. Seems seems like a reach for a team that I don't. they don't seem to draft well. They just, they're way better off taking their draft picks and trading them for stud players, which they do very well and have built a pretty good team with it. I don't know. Uh, I don't see the spot. I don't see how, uh, how it works, but that's just me. Now, with the wide receiver talent that was left, and not only that, with the wide receiver depth that they have on their team already, they have Woods, they have Cup, they drafted a wide receiver in the second round last year, Van Jefferson, who they seemed to have plans for. I don't know who drafts a punt returner in the second round. Seems weird. I don't get it. All right, couple picks later now. We're on pick 27 of the second round. Terrace Marshall, wide receiver, taken by the Panthers. Interesting spot here. Interesting spot, only because there was a lot of talk that this guy has first-round talent. And the fact that he dropped to 26 in the second round? Again, Rams, what were you doing? I did hear the one thing I will say is I heard there were some medical issues with him. Like yes. he's got some bum and, knees or and something that's, like that. And right? that's why he dropped. I yeah. hope we're not talking Todd Gurley syndrome right, here right, right. where you shine bright and then you are done. Done. The next day. I don't love the spot, but I don't see how Carolina could say no. If they want to give Darnold weapons... And if they want to keep the offense, especially the offensive weapons, similar to what they had last year, Terrence Marshall is basically walking into Curtis Samuel's spot. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a pretty decent landing spot. This guy was like supposed to be, you know, a number one type receiver. He's another one of the few big, you know, strong outside wideouts as opposed to the yeah. the slot guys. He's one of the true guys who, on paper, is is an X guy. Right. There weren't many of those in this draft. And I think the spot, maybe it's not perfect for this year, and who knows what Sam Darnold turns into. But if Sam Darnold's good, he's got the number three spot there, because actually I think that's where David Moore signed, was with Carolina. So I think this guy could kick him out for the number three. And then Robbie Anderson, his contract's up next year. So this guy could potentially be the number two on the team as soon as next year if they don't re-sign Robbie. So I don't not not a bad spot in my mind. Maybe again, maybe not so much for production this year, but I think for potential production going forward into next year. Final pick of the second round, spot thirty-two, Tampa Bay Bucks took quarterback Kyle Trask. It's irrelevant because apparently Tom Brady is playing forever. Never gonna die. Never gonna die. Briefly, who knows? If he's groomed, it's a possibility. Early in the draft process, there was talk about Trask at the end of the first round. I think that was only people in Florida who were saying that, but it was out there. If Brady plays for two more seasons, Trask has probably the best mentor that he could have, and if he picks up half of what Brady knows, he could be a decent quarterback. Stash him on the back of your dynasty roster. Pick him up at the end of the season. If you're out of the playoffs, he's a he's a crapshoot to me too, but not for probably the next two seasons at least. Yeah, I got nothing. These these this next batch of quarterbacks, like this this class had a bunch of QBs. Those top five were clearly the best of the the group, and it seems like this next little group that we're gonna get into. I'm not sure that any of them are gonna be legit starting quarterbacks in the NFL. All right, guys, we're going to stop it there at the end of the second round. Fred and I, obviously, uh, although we say it's going to be short because we didn't like the draft, just can't keep ourselves from talking about football. We hope you enjoy it. Uh, We will go over rounds three plus uh, on an episode that we will get out hopefully sometime next week.
Let us know if you are listening, if it's in the group chat, if it's in the group text, or just let us know privately. Either text Fred or text me, just to let us know that you are enjoying it. We hope you are, and we hope you listen to the next episode. Thank you.